culture, society, on every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my god, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app, or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, you can go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach on the Instagram. You know, I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, you can always give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram, or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. You know the drill. All right. So lots of stuff to break down. First of all, we're going to be talking about Real Housewives of New York. What the fuck is going on with Roni? We're going to break that down because there are so many pieces and so many rumors and what is happening. I feel you. We're going to talk about it. OC, we're going to talk about casting on OC and Tamara Judge. We're going to talk about Beverly Hills. We're going to talk about Erica's mascara. But I do want to let you know that I'm doing another Girardi deep dive that's going to be happening later this week. So get ready for that. I have pulled up lots of new details. And so I think this episode's probably going to come out on Friday. And then I also have Emily D. Baker, who you'll know is like the, I call her the legal HBIC, who's like breaking down all of these cases on um, on YouTube. So please follow The Emily Show. It's a podcast and she has her YouTube channel. She goes live. She breaks down all the court documents. She pulls them up on the screen. Like she, you know, she's doing her thing. So definitely get ready. If you have any questions, any legal questions for Emily D. Baker, please send them to me. You can post them in the private Facebook group. You can DM them to me. But let me know what like big, intelligent questions we have about this case. I have lots of them. I literally have a whole outline, and I can't wait to die. It's going to be a long episode that we're going to be doing with Emily. But I also have Harry Jowsey from Too Hot to Handle. He's on the show this Wednesday um, finally back in studio and excited to tape with him. So this Wednesday, I have Too Hot to Handle's Harry Jowsey, and he's a hunk of hunk of burning love. So if you haven't caught up on the first season of Too Hot to Handle, then I highly recommend you go and do that right now so that come Wednesday, you'll be ready to like get all the tea from Harry because he's not going to hold back. He's in my hot seat, and I'm going to grill him. But yeah, I hope you guys had a great weekend. And today is the 19th, which means I get to announce the winner of my rosé giveaway. I'm giving away a 12-pack of rosé wine, my no-filter wine, 
all inspired by housewives, inspired by some of the most iconic housewives moments in reality TV history. We have I'm Ready to Flip a Table, I Stole Kim's Goddamn House, I'm Ready to Mention It All, and like I got right here, now tell me who gonna check me, boo. Okay. So who is the winner? Are you ready for me to announce the winner? This one, this was my favorite posting that I thought was really creative. I thought it was fun. I thought the tagline was great. So JK underscore Orlando, congratulations. Tagline is, I don't always drink rosé, but when I do, I'm on a boat. And it's from a house husband. Look at this. Look at how cute that is. That is a great photo. He is just downing my rosé on a boat, and he's just feeling Giovanni. My voice is a little bit gone, so I do apologize. I had a wedding to go to over the weekend. It was very loud, and I had to like very, I had to project my voice very much. And then last night, um, I had a couple cocktails. So like you know, a couple cocktails, not my rosé. So you know, I woke up a little. A little tired this morning. My eyes are a little puffy. Um, and my voice is a little kind of almost gone-ish. So I do apologize. But congratulations to JK underscore Orlando. You win my Liddy City tank top, no filter hat, all of these beauty goodies. I have goodies from like Foria, which is like the little facial massager. Um, High Beauty, which is uh, hemp infused skincare. So or hemp seed oil infused skincare, which is so good. I have goodies from Chomps, which are protein sticks. Like Jake Orlando, you are getting hooked up, and you're getting a 12 case of wine. So get ready. I'm also going to be doing more giveaways. I feel like maybe we'll do a giveaway a week on the Instagram at No Filter with Zach. So if you want to win like a Liddy City tank top, a No Filter hat, maybe I'll be giving away more rosé. So go to the. Actually, fuck it. Let's do it. If you want to win a Liddy City tank top or a no filter hat, go and leave a comment with your best tagline on my most recent post at no filter with Zach. Go comment your best housewife tagline and I will read through them tonight and and pick which one I think is the funniest. Okay. Shall we dive into it? And if you haven't done so yet, you know, I got to plug it. Nofilterwine.com. If you have not ordered... It is a limited edition run. You're going to want to stock up before we sell out of all of the rosé. Go. Nofilterwine.com. It's delicious. It's light. It's fizzy. Less than a gram of sugar. 12.8% alcohol. Liddy city. Let's get it. Okay. Let's dive into, should we start with Roni or OC or Beverly Hills? Some of this stuff is going to be a bit repetitive for, um, and similar to the Instagram Live, there'll be a little more details in it, but some of it will be a little repetitive from the Instagram Live that I did last Thursday. You know, we go live on Instagram every Thursday night, 6.30 Pacific. But I recorded it and was going to upload it. And then I realized because I didn't have my headphones in, I was like, oh, I'm a bad bitch. I don't need headphones. I realized the mic wasn't on. So I recorded it. It's fine on the Instagram, but it's like filmed on my iPhone. But um the the uh, the recording that I was going to upload didn't come through because the mic was off the entire time. So there's a bu- there's a bunch of dead video of me that we filmed, but no actual audio. So sorry for that. So some of it will be a bit repetitive, but I'm going to add a little more context to some of these things. So let's start with R- Real Housewives of New York. What is going on? Is the reunion delayed? Is Ramona fired? What's Ebony doing talking to TMZ? Let's break into it. So first of all, um, no, the reunion is not delayed because of ratings. That's one of the rumors that's out there right now. They're saying, oh, ratings are so bad. And that's why they're they're going to push filming back to 2022. And they're going to fire half the cast. And Ramona is going to be fired. And the reunion has been delayed. Like when have ratings ever influenced 
when a reunion is taped. Like, maybe the reunion has been delayed a little bit, but it's not because of ratings. It's probably a scheduling issue. And then when it comes to delaying filming, I mean, I it looks like Bravo is starting this trend of, like, not very quickly signing on the new season. Like, it happened with Vanderpump Rules. They didn't sign it back right away. Uh, Dallas, they didn't start filming right after the reunion. OC, they didn't start filming after the reunion. I'm hearing that with Dallas, they have chopped half the cast, and the three that are, the only three veterans that are coming back are Deandra, Tiffany Moon, and Cameron Westcott, which I thought was an interesting choice. This has yet to be confirmed, but what I'm hearing is that those are the three that are coming back to Dallas along with three newbies. And they're in no rush to kind of get production up and going. They're kind of taking their time. And it looks like Cameron Westcott, like, even though I thought that was a really wild choice, apparently people have been sending me, like, pieces of her podcast. And she's doing, like, you know, diversity coaching and all of this, all of this stuff. Like, I don't know. Maybe she's talking to Stassi's diversity coach. IDK. I haven't listened to the podcast. But it seems like, from what I've heard, it looks like a genuine attempt to, like, atone for all the shit that went down with her family and Tiffany Moon. And I'm, I would assume there would be some sort of closure and like m- willingness to move forward between both women. And that's why they're both coming back this season, which I think would actually be good if they addressed it on the show. Like the way I think Kyle and Garcelle kind of addressed their beef and they were like, you know, this happened at the reunion. We had this like Twitter war or whatever. And then we address it in the earlier episodes. We kind of, you know, make atonement. Garcelle's like, this is my experience. I need you to hear me out. You know, my experience is very different from your experience. And then Kyle's like, you know what? Yeah, I hear you. And I give you space to like have this conversation with me. And I want you to know that you're, you know, I I see and I, you know, I hear what you're, you know, I receive what you're putting down. So that's a little bit of Dallas, but back to New York. So it nobody's fired yet. Nobody's not coming back yet. Like these casting decisions, usually like contracts don't happen until after the reunion, because now there are rumors that, oh, Ramon is refusing to show up to the reunion because there are rumors that she's going to be fired. And so that's why she's not going to go to the reunion. And that's why production doesn't make these decisions before taping the reunion to, you know, avoid this type of situation. Is Ramona refusing to film the reunion? Probably not. Like, Ramona knows where, you know, she's not going to bite the hand that feeds her. Unless, you know, they throw her out, you know, with with the bathwater and Jill's Aaron. But it doesn't look like Ramona's refusing to film anything. It does, Like, they're all saying, that, oh, Luann and Sonia, like, they're afraid to come and film because they think it's going to be, Ebony's going to school them and call them racist and all this stuff. And, like... Not, these are all just like speculation. Like none of this is actually true. Andy is not worried. Yes, ratings are a little bit down, but because like, look, let's be real. Rony usually, usually on a good or in a regular season at outside of this season, usually breaks a million easy. Very rarely, aside from like the lost footage or the never before seen footage episodes at the end, those usually don't break a, a million. But all the others generally break a million views. The lowest Roni had, it's been averaging about 800,000. The lowest it had this season was a little under 800,000 and was in the 700,000 range. Is that low? Yes. However, at the same time, like, it's still better than, like, what Family Karma brings in every week and what Shaws of Sunset usually brings in and Summer House and those shows don't always break a million and that's pretty standard for them. So Roni is still ranking higher so it's not like a total ratings bomb like the like some of the the online chatter is trying to like push like oh my god roni is bombing it's not bombing like what we lost a hundred thousand viewers in one night one week because the week after that it went back into the 800 so 
it's not like the ratings are low throughout the network just overall like all housewife shows haven't really peaked the way that they normally do i think you know our the world has changed our viewership has changed like it's not yeah television ratings have been slowly declining over the past few years like it's not really that big of a deal but no Ramona's not fired no like no contracts have been sent out yet nothing's been drafted yet like all of that is still up in the air will they plan a cash shakeup possibly I think at this point they realize like Roni needs some some love at this point and I think we may see one of the three OGs get demoted um possibly even leave i don't think ramona would get fired from the show i think if anything they would probably offer her a friend of role like vicky and tamra and then she would turn it down that's the only way i imagine her going out versus them firing her i don't think they would actually do that and i i mean it's also like is real housewives of new york real housewives of new york new york without ramona even if you like hate her or love to hate her or whatever it is like she is new york like Teresa is jersey you know what i mean so we'll see what happens but i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they take a beat like they did with oc in dallas take a few months off to really make sure the cast is right to make sure everybody gels to make sure the storylines are there i think that's the issue with this season of roni is we didn't chemistry test the cast enough and we didn't invest in their storylines enough we kind of just went into it assuming that this is just the regular ratings hit it's always going to be and then we realize when we go into a season a little sloppy it gets a little messy and it doesn't deliver the way that we've come, we've become accustomed to. But yeah, no, Andy's not scared. It's fine. He's going to be fine. The network's going to be fine. Ramona's going to be fine. Like it's all going to be okay. We're going to get through this. You guys hashtag stay together. Hashtag stay strong. Real houses of orange County. Yes. Tamara judge. From what I've heard, Tamara judge is coming back and it's going to be in a, she's not going to come back full time. It's a friend of likely she's going to make a couple of cameos here and there. I'm hearing that she's filming with Heather Dubrow. Is she going to have some big Shannon showdown? I don't know what's happening. If she's going to do film anything with Shannon, she might not. I think that would be great if they brought her in to kind of, you know, I think what it is, is they're going to play her like a Kim D or like a Brandy Glanville or a, um, Marlo on Atlanta. They're going to bring them in when they need them to kind of stir the pot and mix things up and make things a little spicy and then, you know, throw them out when they don't need them. I think Tamara Judge is a little smarter than that and will hopefully look at some of the housewives that ended up getting upgraded and realize, like, look at their playbook. Like, Sutton's a great example. She was a friend of, and then she got her diamond. Brandy was a friend of and didn't get her diamond because Brandy gave too much. Brandy just, like, you know didn't make herself invaluable, which is what I think Sutton did really well. And which is what I think Tamara needs to do is really make herself valuable filming this season, show that she can gel with the women and maybe there's a a future for her. I don't know. But so Tamara also posted a TikTok that said like something about like, I took a break and I'm back and she had her hair done and she was sitting in a chair and everybody thought that like that was her confirming that she's coming back to OC. And then E.T., Bryce Sander at E.T. came out with uh, an article and he's like, no, the video doesn't mean that Tamara's coming back. I can confirm that she's just taping an interview. So then I had people on Twitter come at me and they're like, you're lying. That's not true. Uh, you're, you know, bad tea. Who are you? And I'm like, I'm Zach Peter, bitch. Nice to meet you. But 
I also want to clarify that my tea and resource and source was not related to the TikTok video. It had nothing to do with the TikTok video. I got this information before Tamara even posted the TikTok video. And so I don't know what she was filming that day. I assume it wasn't Housewives because whoever Bryce talked to said that she wasn't filming Housewives that day. But I'm told even if she didn't film Housewives the day she filmed the TikTok, she's filming Housewives this season. So she will be making an appearance in the new season of OC, and I'm hearing that it's happening with Heather Dubrow. So Bryce Sander is a great journalist. He's a great reporter. Love E.T. I think he, you know, he does some good interviews on on YouTube for E.T. And so he, he gets good tea. He got good sources. But his source and my source aren't the same source. And we were talking about something very different. So and his article did say she's not coming back to OC, not yet at least, meaning he has no confirmation that she's not filming the new season. The proof is in the pudding. It's all in the details, everybody. Okay. Um, what else? Okay, so we have OC. Tamara Judge is coming back. Let me know what you guys think about Tamara Judge coming back. Are you excited? Some people are really not happy, and some people are like, yeah, suck on my clit. Um, so, yeah, some people love Tamara Judge. Let's see. Okay, let's talk about Beverly Hills. This is where we're going to get feisty, slide into my DMs. So it's so crazy. So like I said, I'm doing another Girardi deep dive with a lot of new information that's coming out. And it's hard because the more I, the deeper I dive into all of this scandal, the more I actually think I'm believing Erica really was left in the dark. And I know everyone's going to be like, what? No, no, no. Lock her up. She's guilty. Uh, the ice queen is melting. Uh, take a picture of her pumping gas again. Uh. Like, calm your tits. Let's take a second and hear me out, okay? First of all, the fact that the conversation is all about her mascara and whether or not that's real or not. Like, I feel like at this point, there's like this like hatred for Erica that a lot of people have that they had coming into this season. They had coming into the show. They had coming into this episode. It's like we were all like, she's not going to talk. And then she starts talking and we're like, she's lying. We're like, okay. And then she's crying and we're like, these tears are fake. She's an actress. And I'm like, really? Because like last year and the year before that, everyone was talking shit on her saying like she was never going to make it as an actress. That's why she had to marry Tom because she wasn't a good actress. And now all of a sudden, what? She took acting classes during COVID and like became an Academy Award winning actress. Like, and also like if, if anybody was in her position, like... Wouldn't you, and if you really believed that you were innocent, wouldn't you do everything in your power to prove that you were innocent? Like, I just, the whole mascara thing to me is such, like, everybody's talking about it and trying to be like, she's lying, she's guilty, whatever. But my whole thing is it's like, they're like, oh, she should have worn waterproof mascara. But I'm like, if she would have worn waterproof mascara, you would have been like, oh, I don't see any tears. She's not actually crying. Or, oh, look at, she wore waterproof mascara. That must mean that she knew she was going to cry and she didn't want to ruin her makeup because she's so vain. Like, I feel like everybody is like looking, like if she doesn't show emotion, then everyone's like, oh, she's guilty. She has no remorse. And then if she does show emotion, everyone's like, oh, she's acting. It's all fake. It's like, She's literally in an impossible situation. And I'm, I'm not even trying to defend her at this point. I'm just so sick of like this intense hatred. Like I get it. You can have 
Like you can feel deeply for these victims. I do. My heart breaks. I dove deep into all of this before it was all coming out in the press and before it was all playing out on Beverly Hills, before the house, everyone's watching the housewife and the hustler and they think that they're, you know, suddenly an expert. And I'm like, no, I dug into all the cases beyond the Rui Gomez family, the the senior citizens, the, you know, the orphans and the widows that everyone hears about and loves to like mention. But I'm like, no, like I've actually looking into all like, like, looked into all of this, invited them on my show, talked to them. Like, it's so sad and it breaks my heart, but I'm also just like, the more I deep, the more I, you know, dig into this, I really don't believe she knew as much as everybody wants her to believe. And I don't know if she's as guilty as everybody wants her to be. And she's in an impossible situation. We also have to remember as we're watching Beverly Hills play out, like these things were breaking out in increments. So like all the reactions that we were having back in December, like we're what, seven, eight months deep now. And a lot more has come out over the past eight months. At the time that they were filming this, the women and Erica Jane had no idea what was to come. It was all slowly or very quickly starting to just blow up right in front of their eyes and we're going to see all of their real raw reactions and then we're going to st- I think at some point in the next couple of episodes we're going to see the housewife start to turn and really question her and be like well wait a minute what does this actually mean and how much did you actually know and she's going to have to share her side of it so um anyway I just I think we're focused on the wrong things here we're focused on the wrong priorities everyone's trying to make fun of her mascara and I'm just like and Tom's literally going out to lunch in Pasadena like we need to hold this man more accountable like we always give these powerful men a pass and yet we're crucifying Erica when there are so many other people and we're gonna get into it in my next deep dive there are so many other players in this game that Erica is really the least of our problems at the fact that everyone's just throwing so much hate at her without even knowing or confirming what she actually knew. And if you want to go back, because like I'm seeing on Instagram too, this, these, um, I don't know, who, I don't remember who shared it, but I keep getting these screenshots and seeing people repost like the documents from the the lenders. I've been learning a lot of new legal terms, which we're going to break down in the deep dive, but um I keep seeing the letters with her signature on it saying that she was going to pay the lenders their share of the money, whatever, whatever. I did a deep dive with that on that. And I talked to Emily D Baker about all of that on the podcast. So there's a whole playlist on my YouTube channel called the, the deep dive archive. And all the videos are in there. We talk about the, the signatures. We talk about the paperwork. We talk about what all of these different things actually mean and what it could potentially look like for Erica. And it's starting to look like it's starting to get a lot worse for her. And she's ending up having to kind of be the fall guy. But I have a lot of really good questions that I'm going to ask Emily D. Baker when she's back on the show that hopefully help us understand a lot of this. I'm excited for Beverly Hills this week. I'm excited to watch Potomac. I haven't I know it's already aired, but I haven't watched it yet. I want to know more about the hot box. And you know, I want to know about Giselle going to Sing Sing. Let's all go to Sing Sing and have some drink drinks. We'll drink some no filter rosé. But yeah, it's it's going to be a good season of Beverly Hills. There's a lot more to come. Garcelle even said that there's another feud that's going to be coming. And it's just it's going to be messy, messy, messy. And I am here, here, here for it. New York, I feel like maybe a lost cause. I wouldn't even be surprised. Well, I was going to say I wouldn't be surprised if they decided to just scrap some of the episodes and cut the season short. I don't think they're going to do that. Because like the timing and the scheduling of it all has to align with the reunion and filming of the reunion. So 
I don't know what's going to happen with New York, but I definitely think they need to take a beat and kind of recalibrate and set things, you know. Here's another interesting thing that I found on Twitter over the weekend was Ronald Richards has now started tweeting. He's the one. So for people that aren't familiar, and I've interviewed him on this show, Ronald Richards is the lawyer that was tweeting about the Girardi case and then ended up getting greenlit by a judge to help facilitate the investigation against Erica Jane. And so Ronald Richards is claiming that there is a $20 million in loans that were given to Erica her or given to her company from Girardi Keys. Like they wrote this money off as loans, which we're going to get into because I found out some very good new information about the loans um, that is going to be shocking. I'm telling you, I'm not sure Erica's as guilty as you want her to be. But so he's the one that's investigating what happened to that money, where it originated from, what account it went into. Like he's looking for that money. And at first you're like, oh, Ronald Richards is trying to, you know, he's trying to help out the victims. He's trying to do the right thing. And then I recently learned that he's making a 40% commission off of any money that he brings in. And that's before the victims even get a penny. So him and the trustee get their cut of the pot before any victims see anything. And that to me is just like, it's a little fishy to me. I learned a lot about the bankruptcy or, I mean, it's very complicated, but I'm putting a lot of these pieces together and it is, it's weird to me because now I see him on Twitter and he's tweeting, you know, like he's trying to come after Lisa Rinna for like having a mortgage on her house as if that's like incriminating that somebody has a mortgage. Um, when I feel like Lisa Rinna has also been very like open about the fact that like her and Harry Hamlin like went through a period when they struggled and they had their store and they closed it down. Like we've already gotten all this story on house and Lisa's earlier seasons on housewives. So, but he's like coming after the other women and he's like, oh, justice for Denise Richards and justice for Camille and hashtag mean girls. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you, I actually took you seriously. And now I realize like now you're you're looking like a housewives super fan and then you're taking a big chunk. Like if he's able to locate all 20 million of those dollars, I'm, I'm bad at math. So I'm going to use a calculator. So let's do this together, guys. So 20 million divided by... Oh, wait, no, we don't do divided, right? We do 20 million. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, times 40% equals $8 million. So he will walk away with $8 million if he's able to find that money. And then the trustee will get their cut of the money. And then that will then be dispersed amongst whoever is first in line to get the rest of Tom's money. It's, do you really need $8 million? Especially, like, I understand, like, I don't know. And somebody came in the DMs, they're like, well, he's a lawyer and he should get paid. Like, of course he should get paid. He needs to get, you know, money for his work and hashtag free speech. And I'm also, I'm, but I'm like, eight million? He needs eight million that could go to these burn victims? Like, all of a sudden, when it comes to getting your piece of the pie, you're less generous or not feeling as, you know, nice to the vic- the burn victims and the the widows and the orphans. Like all of the like you like to use that when it's a nice punchline to like gain, you know, people on your side. But then when it comes to you giving them a piece of your cut, that's when you're like, oh, hold on. I, I need to get paid. I need to do my job. And I get it. You need to get paid. Like you need to be or you need to work for, you know, you need to be compensated for what you earn. 
$8 million is a lot of money. And that can help pay a lot of medical bills. Just saying. I also realize, like, first of all, he needs to get off Twitter and stop with the hashtag being girls and hashtag, you know, what are you doing? But then I realized, I also learned he was Russell Armstrong's lawyer. Russell Armstrong is Taylor Armstrong's husband that committed suicide back in season two. And he was the one badgering Taylor Armstrong talking to TMZ back in the day when Taylor was going through her divorce. And he was the one like claiming she was a bad mother. And I, I don't want to say anything that might be incorrect and potentially, you know, I just know that there is footage of him talking to TMZ and I don't believe the things he said were very nice about Taylor. So I'm just getting a little skeptical. I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm not making any accusations or trying to defame him or hurt his character or anything. He's at this point made himself very public, has a, you know, has his podcast and his Twitter and he's putting himself out there. But I'm also like, all eyes are on you right now, Ronald Richards. We're looking at you very closely. All right, guys, let me know what you think about all of this, about Beverly Hills, about Sing Sing and Potomac, about New York. Who would you want to cut? Who would you want to bring back? Will Bethany save New York? Will Dorinda save New York? Who's going to save New York? Batman? Somebody call up Bruce Wayne. Let's get it going. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Get ready. Jordy Deep Dive Part 2. The big part two deep dive, which I'm also going to be covering Erica's book in because I finally finished Erica's book and that's going to be included in the deep dives, deep dive as well. And she did say some things that don't look good for her. So I'm not giving her a full pass just yet. Get ready. All new episodes of No Filter are coming. Harry Jowsey's on the show from Too Out to Handle. Emily D. Baker's coming up on the show. I also revealed some very exciting guests for next month in the private Facebook group. So if you want to know who they are, You're going to want to go join the private Facebook group. Link is in the description below. Please subscribe on the YouTube. Um, Congrats to JK Orlando. All, all, all good things coming your way. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. If you haven't done so yet, please leave me a five-star review. You have no idea how much those actually mean to me um, or how much they mean to the show. They really are so helpful and beneficial. And I'll do some shout-outs. I'll do some shout-outs on the next on my next solo episode, I will thank you guys. So please go and leave a review if you want to shout out. Put your Instagram handle in there too so I can shout that out. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Mean it. Okay, bye. Mother's Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.